and welcome to Magoo Radio. I am Mr. John. Are you right sure? A- yes, I am. You pretty sure. Like you were like, mm. that's my buildup. That's my. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. It was a suspense. Yeah, like, I am. Da-da-da. Yeah, I wanted. I wanted everyone going. Oh, who, who is, is it? it? Who is it this time? Oh, no, it's just me. It's Mr. John. No surprise guest. Yeah, right across from me, the virus-free Artie McGoo. How are you doing? Are you sure I'm virus-free? I think so. You haven't gone outside for almost two weeks. I've gone outside. Well, you've gone outside to go on walks and jogs and stuff with the kids, but you haven't been like in the public eye in 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 the greater metropolitan area of oh, yeah, the uh, bustling, Castle Robles. bustling city that we live in. Um, no, I have not been out much. I don't get out much anymore. <laughs> <clears throat> Most of us don't. Yeah, yeah. It's been. Uh, it's been interesting. This the, the whole what is it? Self quarantine, uh, self isolation, self isolation. Yeah. Social distancing. Yeah. What 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 are your what are your takeaways so far? We've been we've been on this for officially two, two for well, a little over a week, but we've been on uh, doing this since uh, a week or two weeks ago Monday. Yeah. So my takeaway is. I feel like this could be really hard on a lot of people. I think this is a really difficult thing. Yeah. Um, for me, it's not as difficult because I tend to be a homebody anyway. <laughs> okay. Um, and I don't get bored because I, I, well, I can always find things that can occupy my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, even for me, though, I feel it's, it's, it's hard. It's still a little hard, but I could see it being really hard for a lot of people. Sure. Sure. It's um I think that this is a time when families and the people that you're at home with and you're around, it, it those relationships are gonna kinda be tested. Yeah. It can definitely get dicey. Yes, it can. Yes, it can. And and for those of us that know families that have family family issues or or if they're or if they're couples with marital issues, like all that stuff is heightened in a situation even, like this. Even if you don't have issues and you're not used to spending that much time together, that's going to cause you know some conflict or you know. Oh, that's you, a good point. You just get on each other's nerves. We're used to being around each other all day, every day. Yes, we are. So th- that part isn't that different for us. Which yeah. I could see that being a really big learning curve. We're not used to having the kids around us all the time, mm-hmm. except for during summer, you know. Um, so they can get little nitpicky with each other sometimes, get on each other's nerves a little bit. Yeah. Um, but for us, I don't feel like that learning curve is that big, which oh, is nice. Oh, I completely you know? agree. But I could see that being really tough for people who aren't used to being around each other all the time. Oh, well, just, yeah. You know. Yeah, and and I've noticed that I'm really hungering for my routine, and I'm hungry for snacks constantly. <laughs> yes, yes. I think like, I just want to eat all the time. There's a there's a comfort with food. There's yeah. there's familiarity. It's it is part of you know. Oh, I'm I'm good because I have a snack. I'm and good the, because the I have food. The baking process is like it takes you it off your mind. It takes you know you're not always thinking about the coronavirus when you're baking something new. Yeah, you're paying attention. It's like I like to read books. I like to make new things. I like to create things. It helps mm-hmm. me, you know, totally. Think about not panic because there are moments where you can wallow in it, and it's kind of like this. Weird, oh, sure, panicky feeling, almost claustrophobic. Like, oh my gosh, this is kind of this. These numbers are scary. This situation is scary. The news is scary. The news is scary. All the broadcasts are. You're worried about, you know, I'm worried about my parents, about your parents. Sure. We're worried about specific people. We're, you know, and and then you see other countries that are hit 
really hard yeah. or different areas that are, and you worry about them. It's just, that's right. there's a lot of worry and uncertainty, I guess is the word. No, I think you're right. I, I It's, we've talked about it and, and we'll let the listeners know also that um, in this, it's difficult for me because my job is pretty much on hold from yeah. now until we get games back. I work in the music industry and I promote albums and releases and musicians and artists to sports teams across the country. Well, right now we don't have any games. Yeah. So I don't really have uh, a job to, to, to do right now. So I am keeping busy. I have uh, the, the record labels that I work with uh, have, have said, Hey, we're going to, we're going to pause things until we get games back and we're to a bit of normalcy. So in the interim, I am still working on some tracks. I'm still working on some things, but you know, it's I, different. I it's a it different is different landscape out there. Yes. And some jobs are way more affected oh, yeah. than others. So I, I feel like this is different for everybody. It yeah. looks different. Some people are going to be going to work. Um, yeah. Those that uh, I guess a lot of food industry jobs are still going to work. Um, others are closing shop. Yeah. Um, some all the grocery grocery stores are open. And I just went into one the other day and meat. um the eggs and milk uh, butter, butter was almost all gone. I came home <laughs> with the only butter I could find. <laughs> it was a five pound jug of butter. What? It's, it's like a bin. Yeah, a bucket. bucket. The thing was huge. Yeah, I've and, never seen. I've never noticed that before. Yeah, that and it's whipped, right? Bucket of whipped butter. Yeah. So it's like it's weird. Like what is there and what is not available. So I'm ice like, cream okay, is gone. Kids, go get a big old ice cream scoop full of butter for mom, <laughs> so I can make pancakes or you know whatever. It's like this weird. It's like go milk the cow. You know, it's just this weird extra step. You know, but. It, it's weird. Yeah. yeah, and there's just adjustment. Every yes. single person is adjusting. Everybody's doing something. Like different. We, we ran out of flour a while ago. Mm-hmm. And it just usually have a ton, and that's the problem. That's like right. usually we have a ton of toilet paper. Usually we have a ton of flour. Because, you know, those things we buy in bulk, and, and normally we do. Yes. Um, and it just so happens, like we've run out during this craziness. So I've been milling flour. You know, I yeah. have, we have wheat berries, and so I've been milling the wheat. And that's so neat, to too. To make, you know, banana bread the other day, to use up the bananas that were going bad, you know. So it's like you figure out how to do things differently so you don't mm-hmm. have to go out. Yes. It, you get creative. Yeah, and we've noticed that the the our neighbors who are great people that are right across the street from us, they have uh chickens. Yeah. So they they're like bringing over some some uh, uh some eggs to us and we didn't we give them Oh, we gave them a, a loaf of bread yeah, the other day. Bread, yep. So it's it's really neat. Like I feel like we've been also um connecting with our yeah. neighbors in our own block uh more now. Yeah. Like that there was a guy in our backyard and I'm like John, who's in our backyard? Yeah. We ended up meeting a neighbor who was pulling weeds in our backyard. We'd never met him before. Yeah. Because he's up on the hill behind us and, and he'd just come down and he was he's like, I, I'm got to do something. And I saw this kind of pervasive weed yeah. coming up the hill. And so I thought I'd just pull him. Is that okay? And you're like, of course. Nice to meet you. Yeah, you know, thank you, you so much. So interesting. Yeah. It, it's really been, those are the moments that where we're seeing humanity and we're seeing things happen that are that are out of the norm and and it's in a good way in a positive yes yeah it's a positive yeah so even in all of this stuff and even though a lot of us are going to have a a difficult time 
we're seeing some silver linings here. It's so cool. Um, And because of that, because of uh, this is the news. This is, this is every news. This is, this is everything. The the Newster, the Newster is practicing social distancing from us. So he's, he's off for a little while, but at, at least, at least this week. But we had, we do have something. We have the MacGoober, MacGoober mail back. The mail is still coming. That's yes, right. we still have the mail, and uh, and that's a good thing. And this time, I thought I'd go to the uh, the MacGoo student body and ask them some questions because they they've uh, they've been great with interacting and they've been great with with chatting us up. And um, every once in a while, I see a question about. Uh, copyright about infringement and so i thought you know what maybe i can answer some of those questions on the podcast yeah so i thought that we can that that we could do that and i um and uh i want to answer your questions so let me know what what we've got there okay so here are some questions this one Oh boy, right off the bat, we go big. Okay. Okay. Renee says, mm-hmm. "Can i make mouse ears in disney colors and be okay?" Is that it? That that's the whole question? That is the whole question. Right off the bat with Disney, which, you know, that's <laughs> yeah. I think that's the most cookied, mo- you know. Yes, that's the, that's one of the questions that you get a lot. Like, well, I can't also, make Also, Disney covers so many things, right? It covers Oh, that's, it, that's Star Wars. That's Avengers. That's I mean, yeah, Disney the Simpsons. isn't just the mouse. This, that's right. right. It's American Idol now. It's isn't there's it? so much. ESPN. It's all Disney. It's all mm-hmm. part of the Disney umbrella. Um, the, the Sound of Music is now Disney because Disney owns, uh, is it MGM or 20th Century Fox? I, mm. I believe that owned that movie. So, yeah, it's they just keep getting bigger. So more, they have more and more assets. They also have more and more lawyers. <laughs> so they have their own lawyers and they have buildings of lawyers who look for these things. And when it comes to Disney... You don't you don't want to poke the lion. You I really it was a don't. Mouse. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to poke, poke the, the mouse. mouse. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to poke the mouse. Um, you really don't, because they also have secondary lawyers uh, and, and law firms that they hire uh, on the side. And what they do is they give them a portion of whatever the the damages are that are collected from from that that case or whatever. Mm-hmm. So like um, a, a little while ago, there was a, a school up in, in fact, it was just uh, right before cookie con in February, there was a school up in Berkeley that was showing the new lion King uh, to their student body while the, they did this kids not or a parents night out. So the kids would go to the school, pay five bucks, watch the movie while the parents were able to go to dinner. And they did this as a fundraiser for the PTA. Well, the PTA didn't ask for permission and they didn't go through the right processes. So they were hit with a fine of $500. And that was like a third of their fundraising. So they were pretty upset about that. But they look for those things. That was an outside law firm that sued them on Disney's behalf. And just sent them a bill, actually. Didn't even bother to sue them. And that's something that can happen. So to get to her specific point about the mouse ears, if you know that they're Mickey Mouse you know that those ears are the mouse. You shouldn't do it. And, I, and I've seen uh, people do the, the, the Disneyland Mickey Mouse ear balloons that are very popular in the, in the, 
in the parks. But again, those the the balloons, the mouse ears, you know that they're Mickey Mouse. It's very difficult to 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 say that they're not. So as I always say, it's best to err on the side of caution when poking the mouse. So I wouldn't do it. And as I say, <laughs> it's a little more gray to me, really. Yeah. I, I, I know you're, you, you're I black know you and white, say that. which is good. It's good. But I always <clears throat> I don't know. If you're not doing the character Mickey Mouse and you have this little ear shaped cutter and doing it with the colors, no mm-hmm. one's gonna <laughs> Is that bad to be gray? Well, no, but but you really do have to to pay attention to what you're doing and how you're doing it. Yeah. So so people go and buy buy a cutter, buy an official Disney cutter, a Mickey Mouse set of cutters, and yeah. want to make those cookies. But you still can't do them and make money from them. Those are for home See, that's use the only. Part that we're also assuming. Yes. Can you make mouse ears in Disney colors and be okay for sure? Yes. If you're gonna sell them. That's when you're kind of like a little iffy oh, that's, yes, true. for me, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but still, I'm still in that like, yeah, you're, you'll be okay, Renee. <laughs> <laughs> I did find an interesting stat, though. Uh, Disney has filed 19 different trademark registrations for the words and images of Mickey Mouse, including for use in live action and animated television shows, motion pictures, cartoons, comic books, theme parks, and computer games. Few characters, unlike Mickey Mouse, are so famous and so closely associated with their creators that trademark law will, in fact, grant a copyright in perpetuity. So if you really want to watch copyright law in action, you just look for Mickey Mouse, which I believe that the trademark was in 1928. So every every time that that the the line for copyright is going to to end for Mickey Mouse, all of a sudden, uh, the laws change. Yeah, he's a powerful lawyer, that mouse. Yes. It's just like with the uh, the Beatles. So if you want to watch music copyright law change, you watch mm, the Beatles. That's the standard kind yeah, of Yeah, the 50-year mark was the was the standard. And now they're that's why they're re- they've been releasing all of the uh the, those demos and the the, the session tapes from mm-hmm. different albums mm-hmm. because if you don't use it within 50 years, you can lose it. So if somebody else has a tape of that tape, they can release it as their as their own. Like here's the Beatles. Now it's public. Yeah, now it's public domain. Domain. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. So, I yeah, <laughs> I'm more gray than Mr. I understand. Jonathan. I understand. So what's next? Michelle says, mm-hmm. "Can colors and numbers be copyrighted? Copyright mm-hmm. issues for artists, cookie artists, derivative work." Creative Commons, fair use. So this is well. You got about sixteen different things covering a lot of things. Okay, yeah, which yeah, these are all great. All right. Well, let's let's talk about the colors first. Uh-huh. You can't copyright a color like this is this is Magoo Blue, the, the, the blue that you use. You can't mm-hmm. copyright that color, but you can use it for your industry. Now, you can copyright the color for your industry. So UPS with their brown, mm-hmm. that's a copyrighted color for delivery services. But you can use that brown in association with a cookie company or with a toy store or something else. But you cannot use that brown in conjunction with another delivery service. So um, the green for uh, for John, John Deere. Deere sure. So that's for tractors and machinery. So you cannot use that green if you are also in machinery because then they'll so- What if I'm making a cookie of a tractor that happens to be the same green as John Deere? tractors 
Well, I've that would be in trouble for that. that would be a problem because that green is associated with John Deere. That brand. With that yeah, brand. Yeah, I have yeah. heard of people getting in trouble for that, using that specific green on tractor cookies. Yeah, and you've seen orange is copyrighted to, uh, in Home Improvement too. Um, that's, what is it? Home, I forget what uh, it's yeah. called. Home Depot. Home that's Depot. right. Home Depot. And red for... I was thinking of the TV show Home Improvement. <laughs> <laughs> that was what was going to come out. Um, I haven't seen that in a billion years. I know. I think that we need to introduce the kids to that show. That's true. That's, yeah, a, good that's binge, a good one. Yeah, binge watching show. So the red for retailers, that is for? Kmart. Target. Target. It used to be Kmart. Yeah. I'm old school. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and purple for chocolate is with Cadbury. Um, that Robin's Egg Blue and Jewelry is with? Tiffany. Tiffany. So... You won't see people in that same category utilizing those colors. So say I want to make a cookie yes, of just a random basketball jersey that happens to be purple and yellow. Yeah, because those are the greatest colors for basketball ever. Well, undoubtedly. But what if I don't write the name of a team or anything, just the kid's name, purple and yellow jersey? Mm-hmm. There, gosh, it... it it depends on so many things. Um, you can get away with it with just those two colors because they do on but, commercials. Yes, without using the team name. That's right. And but if you start to put Lake across <laughs> you put across lake? the front, what if that's the kid's last name is Lake. <laughs> that's on the back. It's on the front. It's on the back, and it's not in script. So it, it's you still have to be be careful of those things. But yeah, the you can kid's use last name. The kid's last name is it's Lakers. Lake. This is. <laughs> Saying Ricky Lake can't have a, a jersey, <laughs> and what what was the what were the next parts of the uh, copyright issues for cookie artists? So, okay, well, uh, so in speaking of like derivative works or trying to to use can, someone for impression, can um, I, I think it's like saying like if you make a cookie, yeah, if someone else makes the exact same cookie. What are what are the issues there? Well, it's best practice there to always talk about who your 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 inspiration is. So in your case for instance, you like when people make your your designs but also attribute like oh I saw this from Artie McGoo or I took this on McGoo U and it was as part of the class and I had to share it. Thanks Artie. Yeah, I make tutorials so people will, will make, make them. them. They can sell them, they can do whatever they want with them. Yeah. Um, not all cookie artists are the same. And I think a good idea it would be to ask if you're not sure, sure um, if, if you can make their designs. And yeah, that's that's kind of the, I would say. Yeah. Because um, not everybody wants you to copy them. Maybe they're selling theirs and they don't want other people to sell them. And maybe people in their area are taking their designs. That can, That's when it gets really, you know. And artists, troublesome. artists can be uh, can can change depending on the culture at the time as well. So or the design, like, maybe sometimes designs are fine with people recreating. Um, it, it really mm-hmm. depends. Yeah, yeah, that one you have to be a little sensitive about depending on who whose it is. I know that in the news recently, there um, um, is it the, the the author is it Gaiman, 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 Neil Gaiman, Neil Gaiman. Thank you. Um, so there was, uh, there were some, some teachers that were talking on online about the fact that they can't read to their students online because oh, it's a copyright issue. Interesting. And so Neil Gaiman, uh, responded to that and said, you have my permission to oh. read any of my books to your students. 
And that is direct, uh, from uh, the direct artist. yeah, from the artist. So that th- they're okay to do that. And so, man, I like that guy. They are reading uh, uh, Neil's books to their students. And that's not to say that people who protect their designs are bad or that they're not friendly either. I yeah. I totally respect that when they don't too. Mm-hmm. It's it's very individual, I think. And uh, the same for uh, J.K. Rowling. She mm-hmm. she also said that to to any teacher, um, she's given direct. Um, uh, permission wow. for that during during this time because really they cool. want to connect with the books and with the young because readers they and stuff. sell you know recorded versions of their books as that's well. right i mean that's yeah. interesting so that yeah it's so interesting isn't that there's great so many layers to copyright i think that's yes, there the are. problem that's why there's so many questions is because there's whew, and then derivative work okay i think people think if they say inspired by then it's anything's okay yeah, well, you, you've got to think about what what you are, are are deriving from the work. So you can't you can't just get a design and copy it. That is that's that's infringement. Um, but to say I love these these roses that that Andrea Walters does, and I and I just love them, and thank you so much for the tutorial that you gave. That's great. That that's that's attributing that element to the 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 artist that you derived it from. Do you do that every time you're going to make roses? Probably not, but you should for a couple of times at least to to show that there's a connection there to the original artist, that there's an appreciation there, and and I think that's what it comes down to for most artists and for most people in this space is that they want to be appreciated for the for the art and for what they're yes. doing. Yeah. I know there's been times where I've done a technique, which you can't copyright techniques, and I understand that. Yeah, so that's I, right. I, I made a set of cookies, and this was years ago, and before I could even make a tutorial on it, someone else did. Yeah. They figured out how I did it, and then they were posting tutorials, and it, it happened so fast. Yeah. And it was, I got, my feelings got a little hurted, you know, and it was like, oh, that was mine. That was my baby, and it got taken out of my hands before I even held it, right? Mm-hmm. And that hurts. Uh, it, it does. And, and it, I have to grow up and go like, okay, I need to get over that. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, you don't want to hurt people's feelings. So, you know, if you do see a, t- a technique that's definitely someone else's, that did not come out of your head, that came straight out of someone else's head, it, it can be hard for that person to see something that came straight out of their head and, and not being attributed. That, that can be bad. Sure. So, you know, um, I think for sure you need to respect the timing a little bit and, and be a little aware. I think just being aware as far as other cookie artists go mm-hmm. um, is important. And I think that, that this is a good time to also uh, uh, discuss fair use because I've yeah, heard that a lot. She oh, mentions fair use and creative commons, which are great. Okay. Yeah. So fair use is that that's something that, 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 that people always want to lean on. Oh, this is fair use. I'm using it as, as fair use. Well, just claiming that it's fair use doesn't make it fair use. Mm-hmm. Um, fair use is utilized to to use a logo or use a design to teach from. Now, what does that mean? Yeah. Um, so the I use the Google logo a lot because that's such a fascinating logo, and there are te- there are teachers that will do a design class around the Google logo. But that design class is at a university like Stanford or or USC. You know, it's it's at a a university setting. It's in a teaching, uh, a classroom setting, not a cookie art lesson. Making money off of yeah. recreating this thing millions of times. That's right. Hundreds of times. Instead, at those universities, they're studying the design elements of that logo and why it is what it is. 
So that's what the educational part is. It's not doing an educational class um, or a cookie class and utilizing a logo. So you still can't use it in a, a classroom, cookie classroom setting. Um, also, fair use is, is utilized in um, satire. So if you are going to make a Donald Trump cookie, but you're going to care, make a caricature of him or a, a comment on the social, um, uh, social commentary for what is happening right now, then that is fair use, and you can use that. Fair game. It's fair. You're fair game, Donnie. So, um, so that is okay. So, a caricature, um, a way to to commentary on uh, on uh, on current events. That's all fair use. And Creative Commons. That's yes. like a tool we can use, basically, right? I mean, that's like where people say, "Here's something I created. Go ahead and use it as much as you want." That's or right. Go ahead and use it in these ways, right? I mean, that's something you can look. Actually, speaking of Google, you yes. Go and you look for Creative Commons things that people say you can use this however you want. And those those are really cool. And a lot of artists, a lot of photographers will will make some of their work Creative Commons because then you'll dig into the rest of their work and yeah. find more more pictures that you'll pay for. So the way that you get to that is just in a Google search, you look yes. in the tools and it will say um, different levels of co- of um, of Creative Commons. Like, okay, you can you can reuse this and change it. You mm-hmm. can use this and use it for commercial gain. You can use this, but not you get. So there's different levels of Creative Commons. That's right. But it's a great tool if you're looking for inspiration. If you're just like I, I don't even know where to start. Mm-hmm. That's a great place to start. You know, you said something a little while ago that I've always found uh, interesting because you said that you will um, when you have a design in your head, the last thing you do is even look at a cookie. Yeah, so if, if somebody says, here, I need you to make two dozen cats. Yeah. I'm not going to go online and look for cat cookies mm-hmm. because that is someone else's interpretation of a cat. Mm-hmm. Um, so with the information the person gives me for this set, so this is for my grandma's birthday and she loves the color purple. <laughs> I might go with something like purple cats with really cool designs on them and it'd mm-hmm. be very, you know, just very unique. Um, but you're I, looking I at images. You're not, you wouldn't might, look at. I might look up cat like yeah. to look up a real cat, uh-huh. um, just for a guidance. But I wouldn't look up cat cookie. That's someone else's interpretation of a mm-hmm. cat. I want my own interpretation that is guided by my client, right? Sure. Um, by what they want and by what they would enjoy. So yeah, that's go to Creative Commons and look up cat. Yeah. Um, go to you know look use use the tool as as a guide, but don't look for specifically, <laughs> you know. <laughs> A cookie. Someone else's. Purple cat cookie. Inter- yeah, would you yeah. find them? You know, and sure you post will. things and they can be beautiful, but they're not your interpretation. First, first, you know, you want to kind of uh, ex- experiment with what your interpretation of a purple cat would be or, sure. you know, where you want to go with that. Mm-hmm. They they hired you, you know, for a reason. Yes, not your Googling skills. Yeah. So what is next? So Deborah says, I'm wondering about the Starbucks logo or designs that totally resemble it that are used in a cookie set. I see a lot of cookiers use it. The cutter imprint as well as prints on edible mm-hmm. mediums are available at my local suppliers, also Etsy. I've heard you can't even buy the rights to use it. What are your thoughts? Thanks. And that is true. You can't you can't buy the the, the rights. They they will not allow you to utilize the, their logo. They they're very protective of it. As as you are your own logo. You want to be protective of it. You don't want it to be bastardized by everybody who who's who's creative. So you want to hold those things close and you want to be protective. 
So I understand their mentality. Um, that green is copyrighted, I believe, for the for coffee houses. Mm -hmm. So that's uh, that's something to keep in mind as well. Um, there are artists that will uh, that will create satire off of the logo and change the logo. And I've seen these great videos where they're painting and scratching off different areas. Yeah, yeah, on the cup. Yeah. That is satire. That's utilizing the logo. That's you see the original and then you're seeing a derivative work of it. You're seeing are something they that's changing. Those cups? Um I don't know if they are. I huh. doubt that they are. I think that they're using it's it for internet a, uh, clout. Yeah. So that's influencer. another thing. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're being an influencer. They're not selling. They're just seeing, sh showing, look what I can do. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but no, you should not be utilizing that logo and you shouldn't be utilizing the Disney logo. That one's used uh, quite a lot. The Marvel logo. These are logos that you see everywhere. And, and that's owned by the company. And man, they are so protective of, the, of those, those logos. Lego is yes. another one that's very protective of, of everything associated with it, with the, the dimensions whiskey, of it. Jack Daniels? Yes, that's right. Um, oh, that's, that's right. very protected too. Yeah, and they look for, specifically Jack Daniels, and yeah. I believe John Deere, yes. have people that look for copyright infringement for those logos. Yes. And, and uh, my friend who was up at, she was uh, the brand uh, marketing officer for the University of Boise State, Boise State University. And she would walk through a tailgate and just cringe because the logos are misused all the time as mm -hmm. people paint them onto their, their coolers and onto their trucks and onto to other things. But it's still, it's still wrecking the logo to her. The colors aren't exactly right. The dimensions aren't exactly right. And so she is very protective of that. She's now um, one of the logo uh, brand managers at Coca-Cola. Mm. And she she and her team were the ones who, who created the, the logo that was in Times Square where the Coca-Cola logo, that iconic logo, all the letters were separated. And th th that was their ad for practice uh, social distancing. Oh, huh. And it was just fascinating. Mm. But... That's the, when you're looking at logos, um, also, um, speaking of Coca-Cola, that bottle, the Coca-Cola bottle is copyrighted. Mm -hmm. oh, um, sure. The bottle of a, a Listerine bottle is copyrighted. Hmm. So you, will, you won't find that bottle anywhere with, with any other, other uh, uh, liquid in it. It's so that there are certain certain bottles and certain silhouettes. Um, yeah, certain silhouettes that will be copyrighted as well. Hmm. Um, so the end line is don't use even if you don't see use it a, like a stencil or a cutter. Yeah, it's it, that's infringement. And and you by using it, um, you, you're not in the clear by saying, oh, I bought it from this retailer. No. The retailer would get nailed too, but you should know what you're doing with your business. You have to be careful of this stuff because just because you bought it from somebody else, you can't assume that they have the rights to sell it. Um, the next question also from Deborah. I'm curious about the Yoda character. <laughs> Um, I saw him labeled as alien child yeah. instead of baby Yoda. I bought a cutter from a well-known cookie cutter business and didn't oh, use cool. it during my Valentine's Day sale due to fear of copyright. So for her clients and things, she didn't sell the, the shape. Um, I assume the shape alone is still Yoda, even though mm -hmm. he was given a different name. 
Sure. Well, well, first of all, let's uh, l- l- let's let's be real about this. We're talking about the child. The child. It's the child from the Mandalorian. She put quotes around Baby Yoda because she knows it's yeah, not Yoda. It's not it's, Baby Yoda, right? But it is the child. So the, <laughs> the child. Kid. I thought it was the kid. The kid. It, it, it's also referenced as the kid. Yeah. So it's so the child or the kid. Um, also, let's just say he's the most adorable creature <laughs> in the universe. Yes, we so, love the Mandalorian. Yeah, everybody wants to make yeah. him and eat, you know eat the cookie of him and see him and have a toy of him. That's right, and so cute. There are there. Well, let me. I don't know if there if the if the the cutter is official or not, or if they have the license. So, um, so that's on them to, to, to discover that. Um, but you as the cookie, know that you don't have a, co- a contract with Disney to create those cookies. And therefore you cannot make them and sell them to friends or sell them to, uh, as part of your, ho- your, your holiday package. Um, which which also brings up this: you can create them, create them with your kids, make them. They're, it's a cute design. They're really really awesome. But don't post those pictures on your business page. If you post them on your business page, that's implied consent, and so you're either trolling for uh, for for those internet points and and for people to look at that and then say, oh well, they're on your business page, so I want to buy them, and that's exactly what Disney, the rights holder, will assume. They'll assume, assume, oh, you sold them. You're trolling for more business, and that's not allowed. So, um, so I don't know about the cutter. Um, I'm, I would assume that they don't have the uh, the rights, but that's that's. I, I'm sure that they'll look into that. But as the cookier, you need to to be aware and make them at home with your family and friends, but don't make them for your business page. Yeah. And it's surprising to hear what things are copyrighted like you wouldn't even know yeah like the term onesie that's copyrighted yeah the uh, q-tip the term q-tip you know know. um i i sold an item on ebay and i had velcro uh listed velcro is so yeah protective you're not supposed to use it incorrectly the word oh that's right that's right so you wouldn't Velcro something like that's <gasps> that. that's using it as a verb, and that's it's incorrect. Yep, and it's they, fascinating. They have all these kinds yeah. of like uh, things with pictures and, and infographics yeah. and things about how to use the word Velcro. It's but they amazing. and they own it, and they and they need to be protective yeah. of that. You know how what an what a fascinating invention that is. Yes, and the, and if if I owned that invention, I would be just as protective. Without a doubt. <laughs> Would you? Oh, yeah. It's so funny. They're like, don't oh, you yeah. take Velcro's name in vain. It's so <laughs> funny. Yeah, but but when you spend that much time in the development and you, and you come across this thing, it's like, wow, this, is, yes. this isn't my million dollar idea. This yeah. is my billion dollar this idea. This is my grand, great, great, great grandkids billion yeah. dollar idea. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Definitely. Um, the next question comes from Annie. All right. She says, if a client asks for a character for character cookies, and in turn, instead of payment, asks um, then to donate to a legit charity oh. cancer association in lieu of payment, is that okay? Such a good question. Wow, That's interesting. So, uh, so is the question about the payment, or is the is the question about? To t- so okay, go, so the client asks one for a character cookie. So, so okay, it is a say, character. Okay. Okay. Here, I need Winnie the Pooh cookies. Okay. Um. And she knows it's a character, and she knows it's yeah. Oh, okay, it's I, I got it, I got it, I got it. And then she says, instead of paying me, 
will you donate to cancer the cancer association Ugh. that is interesting to me gosh i uh, first of all i love that 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 you're even considering that that you know in lieu of payment please make a a donation i just love that i think yeah. it's a great idea yeah. and and one that 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 we can all utilize from time to time um but to be the hard-nosed black and white person on this um you really need to protect yourself by asking permission and 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 protect your business you know is this set of cookies worth your home because that's what Disney will will do. They'll say, okay, this person made some great Winnie the Pooh cookies. Yeah, they were a donation, but we didn't authorize that. We still did they still didn't authorize the work to be done. So that you can you're still in infringement. What if it's the old classic Winnie the Pooh? Is that public domain? The character of Winnie the Pooh is public domain. Yes. However, the the drawing of that Disney has done. I'm not talking about the Disney but, or the classic one. Book, book illustrations. What? Yes, that's public domain. I believe that is public domain. I mean, we're getting into crazy yes. detailed stuff, but that's interesting. Yes, too. and it's something to you, that that is something that you should consider. Um, public domain. Yes. Uh, see what uh, what characters are public domain because, uh, and I have a list of them. I will include them on the uh, on the the Artie Magoo webpage for. Uh, for a Magoo radio. So this this character list is fascinating. Mm-hmm. It, there are people like uh, Alice in Wonderland. But and how much Tom does Sawyer. Disney mm-hmm. I- inspire your version yes. of this character? That's the, that's the crazy part. To try to separate your vision of Alice in Wonderland yeah. from Disney's. Or, or Cinderella or Peter Pan or The Jungle Book. Or Little Mermaid. Little Mermaid. King, that's right. Aladdin. Right. Those are all wonderful stories, and you can create Actually, your Lion own. Lion King is one hundred percent Disney. Oh, is that, it? It is the story owned by Disney. That one's completely there. Oh, I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, that one's not a um, an old fairy tale or anything. But Sherlock Holmes, Snow White. I'm looking at a list right now. That again, this is going to be on the Artie McCoo website. Um, uh, Mowgli. So you Little saying, Red Riding Hood. You're saying okay, Mowgli is public domain. That's right. Doesn't mean you can go take Disney's Mowgli. That's and put right. Them on a cookie. Yeah, you cannot do that. So interesting. So you can create your own characters that way, though. And yes. and you made a, a wonderful uh, Peter Pan cookie that wasn't uh, that that wasn't Disney's per se. It wasn't. No, this was a billion years ago. Yes, I think it, it was, was Disney, wasn't it? No, it wasn't. No, not that one. <laughs> no, not that right, one. Going into my dark history of copyright infringement. <laughs> but <laughs> but. It, you guys are creative. You can do things with with these characters, and you can make your own Captain Hook, and you can make your own that are just fascinating. Uh, Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde would be really cool, and that's a public domain character. So what I did do, I remember um, someone asked for Batman cookies. Oh yeah. And so instead of see, that's what I'm. I don't think that's a public domain character. No, it's not. So even doing derivatives or completely my own version mm-hmm. was not. Yeah, okay. that's right. It was for a family member, and I wasn't, um, you know. And it, yeah, it wasn't. Post a... pictures of it on my business. Then I yeah. ended up taking them off later, mm-hmm. but I thought I was okay because I was like, these are my own little looks mm-hmm. um, of like Poison Ivy and you know Bane and all these characters. Yes, but that was someone else's character. Yeah, and your artwork was rad. They were pretty cool. I was pretty proud of myself. Yeah. I thought I'd, fe- I thought I went around. It. I was like, oh, I'm so smart. And then I I'm know. Like, well, shoot. Is, yeah, isn't There's that just crazy? So many things to think about. It's it's a lot, and and it's important to know these things. I know that there's a lot to this, but it's important to know them. And also, let me take a second to say, I am not a lawyer. I do not pretend to be a lawyer. 
<laughs> I just work in in an industry that is very used to to using copyrights and to to making sure that uh, that that people are licensing things properly and doing things the right way. So I am used to this, and I use it all the time in my business. So I'm I am imp- I am implying no i am uh I, be I careful am pl- what yeah. words you Whoa. use <laughs> I, I i'm i'm just applying that knowledge to cookies and to this space uh, i do a lot of research in this all the time right before cookie con and before i do any talks about uh copyright so i i am versed in this especially in the music but it yes, totally it applies to image and likeness in music also yeah that's right um so to go to annie's question mm-hmm. here's the thing that i would do because again i'm a little more gray Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't post it to my business page, but I would totally do that. I think that's, I think that's really cool. Yeah. You know, cool. instead of payment, donate to this mm-hmm. and then post it on my personal page. Um, and, and, mm-hmm. but there, there's where you get into the whole thing. Like, Hey, you made it here. Can you make it for me again? That's right. And there's, there's that problem, but. And a lot of you cookiers are so, are so closely associated with your, like, well, you, for instance, you are very closely associated with your brand Liz. of Artie McGoo. I'm yeah, just a girl I, who yeah. likes to make cookies. But, but. Y- but you're so closely associated with your with your with your cookier persona and with your cookie dumb. Who, who's that? Yeah, Artie McGoo. What? Yeah. So if mm. you were to post those cookies on your personal page, then that would be seen also as implied consent. Some people are are very separate from their pages and they could kind of get away with that. But also when when you're talking, go by my business name as a human. Yeah. That's right. Ah, there's so many. Yeah. And also with Disney and and other, other companies, when you say, I want to, I want to do these cookies as a donation for, for the, for, for Susan G. Komen foundation. A lot of those companies will say, okay, I'll give you a one-time use. Sure. And I would think email them. Some of them would, they'd be like, you're donating this to cancer. I, Yeah. yeah, sure. Yeah, I don't know. It, I, I think it it's depends cool. on it. Totally depends on the character and the, what what the business you're dealing with. I think that's right. Um, next question: Linda says, "Are cookies allowed to take classes and then offer those cookies for sale? Even mm-hmm. these we learn at Magoo. You do people offer them for sale, or is that prohibited? That's a great question. Um, and here's as far as I think I should answer this one, right? Yes, yes. Go right <laughs> ahead. I was just going to say that. So um, when you take classes for me. I, you can go sell them. You can make them for friends and family. You can use it in your business. I'm fine with all of the above, but that's me specifically. Mm -hmm. Um, Some people you will go to take a class and um, it will just be for your learning experience and for, for the experience. And they won't want you to recreate those designs. Um, That would be on that other side of that range, you know? Yes. And then there's in betweens where it's like, yeah, you can go do this, make it for friends and family. Um, but maybe not make profit off of it. There, there might be that level too. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in all cases though, here is what is a guarantee. They do not want you to teach that class. I Absolutely. think it's more the class materials and the class knowledge for you to turn around and then teach that class. That's not okay. Um, I would say 99.9% of the time, totally teachers agree. don't want you to take what you've learned and go turn around and teach it. I think that's where the problem comes in. Yes. Um, I think for the most part, most teachers want are fine with you selling those designs mm-hmm. um, and doing what you will with them and, and keep, you know, they want you to be successful in making them and you can make them again and again. Um, I think if they didn't want you to do that, they would probably tell you that at the mm-hmm. beginning of the class. Um, 
And you, you, with your classes, you part of your philosophy is empowering the individual to create and to make these designs. So I know that you want people to be able to create them and to sell them and to 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 make money from from these classes. Yes, you know it 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 is to help the the hobbyist to get better at their craft, but also to help. The businesses to create designs. It's hard when you have your own business to be able to create designs all the time yeah. and to be able to do this stuff. Sometimes free time goes away. Creation time goes away. Yeah, the so, designing process alone can take a lot of time. Yeah. Um, and, you know, do I want to see you riff on that? For sure, you know? Yeah. Um, spinoffs, you know, you get so much inspiration just from a class that you can change up too, which is great. But if you just mm. stuck to exactly what I did, I am fine with that. Um, but yeah, I would think if the teacher was not okay with that, they would let you know. But yeah, yeah, the big problem is when people go and they, then they teach that same class either online or in person. And that's not okay. That's not okay. Um, that's that, that's the teacher's intellectual property and that's, Mm -hmm. um, that's their own unique thing that, that you can't just go and do, um, which is a totally different question than what you asked, but it's a good, a good thing to mention, Mm -hmm. especially since, um, at CookieCon, um, I know several of the teachers, um, either there are comments from people like, oh my gosh, you went to this class? Teach me. I see that mm. on online. Um, mm-hmm. I also, some people actually go up and ask the teacher and they say, can I go teach this? Mm-hmm. Um, just about every time that's a no. And that's, yeah. that's um, you know, and that's understandable. Mm-hmm. It's a no for me. I don't yes. want you to watch uh, my tutorials or go to my class and then go and teach it because that's stealing from my students. The people who yes, pay for my class, um, it, and I, I want to share my techniques with everybody. And that's why I started teaching. Mm-hmm. But when you start charging for what you're teaching, you can't just go out and give it for yeah. free. So even when people ask me for techniques that are taught at Maguyu, mm-hmm. even though I want to share them with them and specific designs, yeah. um, I still say no because I feel like that's cheating the people who are paying um, for Maguyu. And, and so I, I can't do that. And, and t- students shouldn't do that either. And that's that's an an incredible way to look at it. That that it's yeah, it is shortchanging the teacher and ripping off the teacher. But it really is ripping off every every one of those students that paid for the class. It's ripping off everybody who who supports that that uh, that class and that who finds value in it. Yeah, and it's it's taking that value that's away a, from students and from teachers. So. Great point. So that's just something to keep in mind as far yeah. as classes. Uh, great question. Um, Annie says, what isn't copyrighted? Is there a source to refer to in order to be sure beforehand? I wish that there were a, a very easy source, but um, if you see something and it's posted and it is created by somebody, y- you assume that it's copyrighted because that post, when you create something and you post it, that is essentially a poor man's copyright. That is the date that it is posted. This is the design that I created. This is what it is. Now you have just essentially copyrighted it. So yes, just about every creation that you see, every piece of art is copyrighted. So if it doesn't come out of your brain, that's right. you should be wary, huh? Yes, and there are instances where you will be working on something and and you won't find uh, or you you won't search for the for that thing um, and you'll create your your methodology and you'll create your piece of art and after you create it and you post it and you're like man I just rocked this and mm-hmm. this is beautiful and I love it and then somebody will say hey I created that I created that just uh, two weeks before you you're you're infringing on my copyright well actually you're not because you created it. At the same time, but 
you created it separately from uh, and without derivative work, without inspiration, without knowledge of which happens. that other person. That, that seriously can happen. It I've does seen it happen. It happens happen. to me. Yes. Um, it happens, you know, this whole cookie thing. We're always thinking about cookies. That's right. And sometimes the timing is just at the exact same time as someone else. That's right. Yeah. This, is, this has been a really good conversation. Yeah. And I think um, the takeaway from this also is you decide what you're comfortable with uh, for your business, for your person, for your own human. Yes. And that's that's what you build your business off of. And you, you stay true to that. Um, and when you just see other people doing things that you think are a little shady or mm-hmm. outside of what you would do, just try to keep, you know, it's like, you know, they're making their choices. You're making your choices. Right. Try not to be judgmental because they're, you know, it's like... Everybody has to kind of be comfortable with what they're doing, and they are, and you are, and just keep it at that, because I think there can be a lot of finger pointing. Yes. It's so easy to finger point, because it's, as we've talked about, copyright's so layered, and so much gray, and so much black, and so much white. Um, so just make the choice that, that you feel comfortable with for your business, and just be aware, because you saying, I didn't know, isn't going to keep you from getting That's the right. fine, um, if it comes down to it. And um, I know a lot of you people haven't heard like specific personal stories about it but i have and Mm -hmm. it's it's scary um i know cookiers who've um just been given a fine just immediately a fee yes and that's you're nailed you got you gotta just pay it that's it i and i know people who have talked you know who have um finagled a way to make that fine lower and there are ways to do that too so it's it's just something even if you say like I didn't know, it's not going to save you from spending money if you're caught. That's right. Um, even on things you didn't know were copyrighted, like the I Heart NY T-shirts, that's copyrighted. Who knew? Mm-hmm. Um, and and my friend got nailed for that. You know, they got a, a fee, Gosh. which um, it wasn't even for sale, but it yeah. was on her business page, and so she got a fee, which she was able to say, "I'm sorry, I didn't know." And she she really was sincere, mm-hmm. and they ended up just saying, "Don't do it again," which was really great. Yeah. Um, that's not always how it works out. So it's just something. Be aware and be smart and make your, you know, make your decision and then, you know, stick with it. I always like to say, is this set of cookies worth your house? Ouch. It, because you know what? It, when you get a, a fine for 50000 or $60,000, that's, uh, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money for a set of cookies. Definitely something yeah. to consider. So thank you for uh, for your questions. And if you have any more, please go ahead and write them down. Send them in. You can email me at contact at artymcgoo.com. Or you can just uh, send me a direct message on uh, through the Artie McGoo Facebook page or Twitter or Instagram, whatever. Just get in touch with us. And thank Let you, us know. Mr. John, for sharing for sharing and uh, chatting about this. Yeah, not a problem. Topic I, that I, people really don't want to talk about very I much. I know. It's tough. It is. But it's, but, but it's important. It's a, it's an important thing to talk about, and so I'm yeah. I, I'm I'm happy to do it. So um, now getting back into some cookie fun, um, and we're coming up right after the break. I have a conversation with Mandy Kelly. That's going to be next on Magoo You Radio. And welcome back to Mugu Radio. I'm Mr. John, and with me is Mandy Kelly from Kelly's Custom Cookies. Is that all with K's? Well, we thought about it at first, and I was like, oh, that would be a good idea. And then I was like, K, K, K. 
Okay. No. Not a good can't idea. Do that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, good. So it's Mandy or it's Kelly's custom cookies. Yes, and it's confusing because Kelly is also a first name. So mm-hmm. people then call me Kelly, and then it's no, my name is Mandy. We tried to go with the <laughs> the sound, and then it's just like just it's Kelly's custom cookies. So. That's right, and it's it, that that's a that is a fun catchy name too. Yeah. So wonderful, wonderful, and you, and you are here in Kansas City. Yes. And are you homegrown? Are you from here and I'm, born and raised? I am from a small town in Kansas. What? Uh, uh, where the is name it? Is What's it called? Burlington, Kansas. It okay. is straight south of Topeka. It's about. Uh, 3,500 people, one oh. stoplight. Yeah. Wow. Big town. Yeah, we live in a small town in, in California, Paso Robles, and it's 30,000 people, though. Yes. So it may be not so small. Exactly. And actually, my town, <clears throat> the, the actual place where I lived was a suburb of Burlington called Neustron, and it had about 100 people. Well, so, well you don't want to be in the uh, megalopolis that, right. that is Burlington. Was Burlington. It? Burlington. Okay. That's right. Yeah. So yeah, you want to live in a suburb. That's right. Clearly. Okay. So how was what was your high school experience like there? Uh, it was great. Yeah. Um, how many kids at the high school? My graduating class had sixty-two. Wow. Yeah, and all of the surrounding towns of ours were like single digit in their high school class. Ooh. So we were the big school. Wow. Yeah. Well, see, I went to my my daughter's graduation, and it was 620 students. So as a parent, I know that I would appreciate a class of yes. 62. Yes. Because you go through those names, and you're done. Right. But 620 students took forever. Yeah, I can't imagine that. Yeah. That and was unfathomable to oh, us. It was, it was a huge – it was at the sta- the football stadium, and the football stadium was packed with people because it's grandmas and grandpas and family. And you probably had to have and, tickets because yes. not everyone got in. Yeah. It was torture, and then and then I find out that they broadcast it online. So I'm like, why didn't why did we go? <laughs> so well, we gotta go and watch your daughter your walk. Kid, you gotta go. For your kid, you gotta right. go. Yeah. But uh, this year, I'm I'm watching online. That's right. Say, hey, I know that kid that's graduating. Wow. And then be able to walk. Can't imagine that. Yeah, that's a lot. So just small town America. What did you do on Saturday night? We would drag Maine. Do you know what that is? Not at all. Okay, so dragging so, Maine, everyone gets in their car, or you get with your friends, and you get in a car, and you just go up and down the main street. Oh, like American Graffiti. Exactly. Oh, that's, yes. that's cool. And you turn around at the Sonic <laughs> okay. on one end, and then you go to the other end, and there's another turnaround, and you just go back and forth until people will start to convene at at a parking lot, and then you make plans for where we're going to go for the party. Okay. And then it's, you know, you got to keep stopping and telling other people because we didn't have cell phones. Yeah. So that's the the mode of communication. And then we would all end up at like the rock quarry out in the middle (laughs) of nowhere. Sure. And we would have a party. Okay. So that is, and and the immediate like scene that jumped in my head was dazed and confused was it being driving over to like the tower or whatever that is. And then everybody has a, a, Milk and cookie beverage, and, yes, and then exactly. uh, and then goes home. Yes. Okay. So that <laughs> that was that was every weekend. That's that's not bad. I know it was great. Yeah, and it, it sounds like you had a lot of a lot of teenagers and and kids y- your age that would participate and yes. would do this. So yes, that's cool. It, that's all you did. So that's 
the whole high school would come out and do that. That's great. Yeah. I I grew up in Pasadena, California, just south of there, and it's it's a big city, so there's all sorts of stuff to do in the L.A. basin. And so I I, I look at at stuff like that and and think of think of that as like wow, that's it seems. It seems like something that happened 50 years ago, but it's not. Really not. That That's long ago. it's cool though. Yes. I love that. Yes. And so to go to the movie theater, we would have to mm-hmm. drive to Emporia, which was 45 minutes away. Whoa. Yeah, so it was a big deal to get a date and drive all the way to the movies. Wow. Because we didn't have that in our town. So what how, how did you come to Kansas City then? So, let's see. So, I went to school. I went to college at Washburn University, which is in Topeka. Okay. And then I went straight to Manhattan, which is Kansas State University. And then my first job out of college was at Pella Windows in Pella, Iowa, and because I'm an engineer. And then from there, I got a call from Ford Manufacturing Plant here in Kansas City. Wow. So I came back. It was closer to home mm-hmm. and uh, took a job there. And that's how I ended up in Kansas City and have been here since. How nice. Yeah. That's, so you're, you're a, uh, an engineer. Yeah. And what, what type of engineering or what do you, yeah. what do, you do? Industrial engineering. In- industrial. Yeah. So it's all about making processes more efficient. So I've worked mm. in manufacturing my whole career. Wow. So, and you're still at Ford? No. Okay. So, so where uh, are you now? I've I know uh, you I've have done ki- a lot of a lot of different places. So I I moved from Ford. I went to a packaging company where we made dog food bags, mm-hmm. and then I went to a company called Watts Water. We made PEX pipe, which is plumbing pipe, and then now I'm at Honeywell, and oh, so okay. we make uh, the majority of the non-nuclear portions of the nuclear weapons for the U.S. government. Okay. So. Wow. It's So being involved in in really efficiency and processes. Yes. You must look at some cookiers and the way that they do business and think, oh, my gosh, you are are selling yourself short. You are underpricing. You have no idea what your time is worth. Um, It must frustrate you to a certain degree. Yeah. And that's why I don't sell cookies. <laughs> oh. I don't think you can make money, honestly, mm-hmm. um, with the amount of, of detail and decoration from royal icing cookies. This is truly a labor of love. Yes. And you're, you're creating these individual pieces of art that are for that, – that are – they're not for a room. A cake is for a room. And you can make one cake – and it could be beautiful and wonderful, but when you're making cookies, they're for the individual. That's right. And that's that's just a labor of love. Yeah. And I learned early on, when I first started, it was just for fun, mm-hmm. a new new thing to try. And then some people were like, wow, these are awesome. Let's, uh, can you sell them? And I was, I was honored, you know, like, wow, they really like my stuff. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm going to sell them. And then... When you're up at midnight and you're stressing over it, and then mm-hmm. you finally give it to them, and they're very excited, and the you know the look on their face—that's kind of what I like. And then they hand you, you know, twenty five, thirty dollars, <laughs> yeah. and I'm like, I don't really need the money. Why? Mm-hmm. Why am I doing it for that reason? I like getting the response from them. Yeah. That's really what I'm doing it for. So I do it for friends and family, sure. all for free. And and I think Liz 
prefers doing things gratis as well because then it's it's more of a this is a gift that right. I'm giving to you yes. and because you're not going to be able to to pay for the time and the energy no. the design work all of that that goes into this craft and right. it's a craft it's a, it's a work of art yeah I did the math at one point and I was like two dollars an hour I'm like mm, yeah why am I doing this and my husband was like you're you're not spending time with your family mm -hmm. is it worth what you're making we don't need the money what why are you doing it for mm -hmm. that reason I said yeah mm -hmm. that makes sense so I cut back orders mm -hmm. I don't do them I don't take orders I just do it for fun now but as a hobbyist and as someone who still enjoys the art and the processes it's still a joy absolutely it's actually more joy yeah. joyful because you're not stressed about deadlines and mm -hmm. what it's looking like you you have a little bit more liberties to play around and since you're not selling and posting everything that you do i'm sure that there are there might be some things that you can that that you can do that are that are just for you or for your family that are more difficult than than, than you yeah. do for an order or even Oh, yeah. I was going to say copyrighted, like logos and things, because exactly. it, because not they're, they're not for they're not That's for right. the room. They're for a party. That's they're right. for the family. Yes. So, so yeah, I'm not making money on anything, yeah. so I can do exactly what I want. And how uh, freeing! It's very freeing. This, the first time I said no to an order, at first I was like, <laughs> "Oh, can I say this?" And I was like, "Sorry." And then I was like, "Whoa, that felt great." <laughs> That's that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. It, it's uh, um, it, it is liberating to be able to to have to have your craft that you're good at, and you know you could sell them. Yeah, but you choose not to. Yes, and that's a big difference. Yeah, and so I have friends say, "Do you know anyone?" And I was like, "I know a lot of people." Yes, yeah. And so I don't have to be sorry because I have other options to mm -hmm. give them to get them what they need, but it's yeah. just not me. And we do that as well because I'll I field all the the calls and the requests from Liz. So if I know that someone in Davenport needs cookies, then we typically know cookiers yeah. all around that we that's can go, right. you know what, we're going to connect you with someone who can help. Yeah. And that's pretty cool too. When you can pass uh, some business on to, to a friend right. or to someone else, that's really great. It's a really win-win-win. Yes, it is. You don't have to do it yourself because you don't want to. Someone else gets to do it because they want to and they're going to make money off it and someone ends up happy because they get the cookies. So. Yeah. You get to you get to be happy in all aspects That's of right. it. The whole process is a joy. You get to hang out with your family that night while someone else is making those cookies. That's great. Well, thank you so much for being here and being with me. I, I appreciate your time and You're being welcome. able to sit in uh, in our little torture chamber and uh, and chat cookies and all sorts of things. That's great. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. We'll have more Magoo Radio right after this. And welcome back to Magoo U Radio. I'm Mr. John with Artie Magoo. Hey. Hey. Sounds like they don't have to do much social distancing. It's just kind of, that's <laughs> the life there, right? Yeah. It's a, that, she grew up in a small town, man. Yeah. And I did too. I grew up in a small town. Not quite that small, but we did the, the, the it was called cruising. Oh, cruising? Yeah. The, the dragging Cru Maine or cruising? Yeah. Drive so, around in a circle. Yeah. So was it. They still do it. 
I just don't. I don't get that. That like I watch. I watch American Graffiti, and that's what I see. It's like okay, I get yeah, what yeah. it is, but well, when there's no options, there's no movie theater, or you know, there's nothing there, and there aren't really yeah. stoplights. Even you know, you can do that. Just go. Wow. There. there was oh yeah. Sto- there was like one stoplight. Yeah, you only had one stoplight in town for a long time. There was like just a oh couple. Oh my gosh. But yeah, cruising. It's a social little. <laughs> but now it's more about the classic cars, and they do it. You know. Oh, way, but oh, that's right. It's about they, checking out the cool, cool cars, and yeah. they do that like what every couple of months, yeah, though. Yeah, yeah. And it's the it's the cruise, but it's all like those cruise, vintage, yeah. like fifties and sixties yeah. cars. Oh, so it really so is cool. like American graffiti. Yeah. yeah. Oh, those that's small nice. Small towns, yeah. It's good times. Man, <laughs> yeah. So Mandy, Mandy is great, and she is. she's also featured in Maguyu this yes, month. Yes, Maguyu. Um, it, in, she's in our expert lab. She's our visiting expert guest, and she yes. does a great job showing two cookies in expert lab, which mm-hmm. are so so great for the season. Um, I know with this social distancing thing, yeah, um, you could still honor your your teams and your kids' teams uh, yes. with these medals and with the the portraits. So cute. The portraits were great. Yeah, really, really cool idea. Really fun. Super clever. And great blend great. of media too with yeah. that tutorial. So uh, expert lab was was showing those awesome cookies and then we mixed it up with her and chatted with her and played a game. She's mm-hmm. super fun. What a great gal. Yeah. Uh, Magoo Yu, the, the um, tutorial segment was really fun as mm-hmm. well. That was our 3D egg diorama. Mm-hmm. And um, the a lot of people hat. getting creative with that too. Uh, they are gorgeous. I'm so yeah. proud of how they've been turning out and people have been getting really creative with how to make that dome shape because apparently they were sold out. So there were a bunch yeah. of them posted the link and tis the season and also all the magoobers were buying up all the egg um, yeah. molds because they were really inexpensive and mm. with the changes Ugh, yeah. um, now they're like $20 you know, oh, really? mold, where they started out being five seven dollars uh, which is a bummer but well, so I, people have been getting creative with how to make that 3D oval shape mm-hmm. I um, saw Abby um, ended up making a uh, uh, putting a, a foil a yes, ball of foil underneath a it a ladle and then she covered it with foil and put her her cookie shape over that to make that oval shape. So oh my gosh, so clever! Uh, several people have been doing some really cool and uh, creative ways to make that shape. Yeah, right on. Um, and I made a couple suggestions um, during the tutorial about how you could do it differently oh, okay. entirely without the the 3D shape, um, but still get that look. So there mm-hmm. are some options for you, of course. But um, they've been looking; they all just look beautiful. Cool. Really, I'm super proud. Of, of the hats and of uh, especially yes. the 3D egg dioramas. They're gorgeous. Um, so the hat's a top hat with little bunny ears coming out of it. And it's just adorable. And I love that people are are leaning on the on the class and saying, you know what? During our social distancing, I get to do Magoo I think it's yes, great. Yeah. Have fun with it, man. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then after school is uh, Cookie Ponderings. Yes. Which is some, some deep thoughts about cookies and silly. And you can share those this month, which is really fun. Yes. Um. And then extra frosting is a really fun. I saw some people do that for included with their homework. You know, it's mm-hmm. like might as well do it all. And uh, so they did. So it's um, using that little transfer that we used in the diorama, mm-hmm. but an unpainted one. So a really simple way to get just that kind of rabbit silhouette look in a really festive Easter cookie, which is really fun. That's great. So, Wonderful. Yeah. Really fun month this month. And just, I've been so impressed with how yeah. everybody's cookies have been turning out. You got a, a few more days to to get your homework in before the end of the month. And yeah. then uh, and then April. Then we're into April already. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. So you can get uh, 
get all your your gear together and ready for uh, for your social distancing for the next few weeks here, and uh, get your class ready. Here is a note, though. Oh, <laughs> a little upcoming little note. Yes. So the original, so the April Maguyu, mm-hmm. I originally filmed oh, yes. it as the February Maguyu. Mm-hmm. So I will mention February and Valentine's Day. <laughs> Just FYI, I'm not a time traveler. <laughs> and I'm not crazy, but uh, so it was filmed originally as the the February Maguyu. It was switched so that we could have um, because um, St. Patrick's Day fell, you know, in the middle That's of the right. month. It just gave more people time, and also the Easter is so early this month. We just bumped those up, mm-hmm. so we bumped the February back to April. Yeah. Um. So I will mention Valentine's Day. I think just a couple times and February <laughs> once. Um. So just so you know, it is. I I am. I know what month it is. But currently, <laughs> I'm not that uh crazy yet um but it works just as well for spring for bridal for mother's day for all kinds of you know seasonal things so it it totally works it's not specific to valentine's day Mm -hmm. um so it definitely works for our our lovely april set yes um and it's a fun one it's really good i think think everyone will enjoy it i think so too and if you need you know some of the the supplies for it Mm-hmm. Um, we have, you know, we have the tips and the, the things at Artemagoo. We're still shipping, you know, and going to yes, the post office, do. dropping off things. So um, if you don't have some of the things, you know, just just take a look at artemagoo.com, especially for the ruffle. Ooh, I just gave away. Okay. Oh. You might need a ruffle tip. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, ooh, spoiler. Hey, at least it wasn't me this time. <laughs> but you could use also like a 104 or a larger pedal tip mm-hmm. that would work just okay. as well. So there are, you know, it's always a great time to get creative in this in this time. So yes, um, it is. Use things that you already have in different ways is a great thing too, and it's always fun to see, you know, how creative our magoobers get. So oh, it's lovely. Yeah, I love it. So, yeah. Well, thank you for being with me and for chatting it up. This has been all great. day, every day, twenty four hours a day. Yes, <laughs> I love it. Never I love get, it. Never getting tired of you. No, absolutely. I hope not. Oh my gosh. I kind of have a crush on him. Oh, so um, we get got to get back to it. We will uh, we'll be back in another week or so with uh, with talking about April. So uh, so get ready for it. And, and different ways to check in. There's a yeah. um, live every Monday. There's oh, a that's minute right. every Monday. And I just finished filming a Friday feature mm-hmm. where I'm just going to chat about either a technique or a. Uh, just a different tool we can use in cookie decorating, and it was really fun today. And it um, was very interactive. Very, it was almost a, a an interactive Q and A. Yeah, with people asking questions live on the fly, and uh, that was right on the Artie Magoo Facebook page, so you can check it out there. Yeah, so it's saved. It was a live, and um, if you join us on Fridays at ten o'clock, uh, I can answer questions and stuff. So it's just another yeah. way that we can kind of keep connected and keep our minds active. And that's right. Um, learn some new things. Keep so, creating. Yeah, so it's real loose and easy. So ten o'clock t- um, Mondays and ten o'clock Fridays, I'll, I'll be on Facebook live and in person very nice way to end begin (laughs) and end the week yeah yeah all right well we'll get to it and uh, we will see you on uh, monday at the magoo minute and have have a a delicious delicious day. day